this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick-form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute, and this is our podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who bring creative strategies, power uh, ideas, and successful routines to light, and today I'm thrilled because I have Jeremy Johnson and Cassie Walker-Johnson with us, two of you. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, we're going to be talking about a fun topic today, but real quick before we jump into all the content... Uh, let me just give you some background. So Jeremy has been in the business since uh, 2002. So that's 20 years. So Jeremy, you've seen uh, you've seen a lot of these markets uh, that we that we're going through, correct? Correct. Seems like I've been through them all. <laughs> <laughs> you've been through them all, exactly. Yeah. And and Cassie, uh, you've been in since 05, so 17 years. So same same type of thing. You've seen seen these markets as well. And um, the one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have the both of you on today is because of one is how you conduct yourselves in business, the level of professionalism. The other thing is specifically working with buyers. And so today we're going to talk about um, buyer compensation, buyer's agency agreements, and the fears around it and how you negotiated those and simplified your process to where you're doing 100% of the time. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to learn from this. So to set the stage, here's what I want to do. I'm just going to read. So this is a Windermere form. Uh, the name of the form is Demystifying Real Estate Agent Compensation. And this is our Windermere Form 30. And so for our listeners that aren't in real estate, uh, this is something that you may or may not know. Uh, for people who are in real estate, it may be something you may or may not know. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. So it says, who pays? So in a tr- traditional uh, transaction in real estate, uh, there's, all, there's, there's a, a fee that the sellers pay, and traditionally the sellers have paid the fee. But here's what it says. Traditionally, sellers pay one commission, typically a percentage of the sales price. Uh, From that commission, the seller's agent would offer an amount to the buyer's agent under some current multiple listing services, MLS, that's what that stands for, forms and rules, agent compensation is split into two distinct parts, the seller agent compensation and the buyer agent compensation. Most sellers offer to pay both agents compensation, but there is no rule that mandates that the seller do so. Uh, and says, does the seller have to offer a compensation to the buyer's agent? The answer is no. And so one of the things we want to talk about today is just as we are listing a home, we have a listing contract, which is done 100% of the time, right? In most right. Of the we operate in, yet we now, we're buyer's agents working with buyers and very few buyer's agents use a contract. Yeah. And, you know, it's how often do you enter into agreement with an attorney or a cell phone company or, you know, it's, it's very difficult to work with somebody without a contract. And I think that our industry is recognizing and shifting with us and realizing that 
you know, when you work with somebody, you need to have a basis of an agreement of how is this going to happen and, and what are the terms um, so that we don't end up in these funny situations of, you know, oh, <laughs> um, you know, like we were talking about, you know, going in on vacation and suddenly you send them up with someone and then they buy with the agent that listed the property. And it's like, OK, six months. Um, right. With no compensation. That's great. Let's let's talk about some of these scenarios first of all as to why there is a need for this this contract. So, um, one of the things we talked about is I'm representing a buyer and I you know and I'm not with them when they go look at a house or they go to an open house for whatever reason. I'm, I haven't educated them on proper etiquette and how they're going to show up and what they're going to say, and they don't know. And I, I think that's a big thing. You know, we assume so many times that our clients know uh, what they need to do and how they need to conduct themselves, and they don't. Right. Mm -mm. Very, very clear, you know, defined expectations of how we work and what we do. Uh, So they go out there and and then all of a sudden uh, there's an offer written up by that agent that's there. Uh, Maybe it's a dual agency and, you know, and then they they don't get paid on and they don't get paid on because there's no contract. Right. This business we're in is all based on everything is a contract. Um, and so we don't get paid and we do all this hard work and we don't get there because we're not using an agreement. That's, that's right. a scenario that can happen. The other one is in a scenario where uh, I do a lot of work and we're finding homes and lo and behold, according to this form, there's no compensation being offered to the buyer. It's agent. Yeah. Well, somebody's, I mean, I don't work for free. You too don't work for free. Right. So yeah. Who's going to compensate us? Well, the people we did the work for, who is that? That's the buyer's. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're talking about the um, buyer agency agreement that we now use religiously, um, we will outline a, a level of commission. We usually say two and a half to three percent. Um, you know, Jeremy and I talk about it a lot. We will always show a property regardless of the selling office commission or the buyer agent commission, as they call it now. Um, we have never once actually had a buyer like a house that had a low uh, buyer agent commission because they're cutting everywhere. So right. they're cutting costs in the cost to sell a house. They're cutting costs in plumbing and, and repairs and maintenance and even, you know, cleaning the house. So it's, it's actually never happened for us that we've had somebody say, okay, I want this house. And the commission was 1%. Right. Well, and, and you've been doing this now. And I know Jeremy, you said this, you, you guys have been doing this for you well, well over 10 years. And what I loved about it is, is you said to me, you guys do it hundred percent of the time. We do. Yeah. Without fail. So one of the things maybe for our listeners out there is there's a fear out there, right? What do you, I mean, and I've got my ideas on it, but what do you think some of the fears are for buyers that buyers agents that don't do it? And, you know, they know they should, but they don't do it. They have this fear that I'm just not going to do it. What do you, what do you think causes some of that? I think, I I think I had some of the same fears in the beginning. It's, it's, uh, it's an awkward conversation because I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't understand why it was good for everybody. And, and come up with a, a reason that made sense. Or a system on how to present it. Yes. Yes. Another yeah. way to say it. Yeah. How, how, to, how to articulate what it is. So let's talk about this for a second. So let's, let's think about uh, the benefits. So what's the benefit to the buyer? Um, let, let's talk about some of the benefits uh, to the buyer for the, uh, signing that, that agreement. I think for one is that they get 100% of our dedication. Yes. So when they sign that agreement, they are saying, yes, you are my agent. I'm hiring you to represent me. And so we're giving them 100% of us. Yes. And I think that's the number one benefit is that they are, you know, they have full representation. If we're working with somebody who either A, doesn't follow our system or B, it was like, oh, I just want to look at this house. They don't want to sign the, sign the buyer agency agreement. 
you know, we're, we have other people who have already signed it. So that's where our focus is, is yes. those agents, I mean, the, sorry, those buyers that have signed the agreement and are committed to us. And, and in that vein, that's, that's the ultimate qualifier, right? It, yes, you may give up a client, but were they a client anyway? Or were mm -hmm. they just wasting your time for, for the one for the one open house that couldn't get to, or their their vacation, or I'm sorry, their agent was on vacation and they needed somebody to open the door for them. Yeah, that's a great point. Just meeting people at the house is, is a great way to sometimes get a client, but it's probably one in ten, not not nine in ten, right? So, exactly. Well, and I like the saying, and I think it was Greg Lewis that said this to me. He says, uh, "Here's the thing that I say: I'm committed to work with people who are committed to me." Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. and because I'm going to do my due diligence and do the best I can for you. But my commitment to you is based on your commitment to me. Yeah, exactly. And I think another benefit, you know, in this market, as we're shifting a little different, but um, a lot of people talk about, OK, so, you know, when we present an offer, you know, we say, OK, we have a buyer agency agreement like this is a serious buyer and yes. is not just kind of looky loo or just throwing in an offer to see what happens. So I think it also gives good representation when we're presenting an offer in sort of any market that the seller understands and the seller's agent understands that um, this person's serious. Well, let's think about this, right? So, so uh, one of the things that they're paying you for, right, when they're paying when they're paying that buyer's agency uh, the buyer's fee, is that uh, negotiating on their behalf. And a buyer's agency agreement is a negotiating strong point or negotiating tool. Uh, to put them in the eyes of the seller, a more dedicated and committed buyer, yeah. right? That strengthens, you know, we think about this, you know, everybody thinks, well, you know, in an offer, you know, there's price. Well, no, there's other things that strengthen an offer. And this is one of the tools that allows them to strengthen their offer as well. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 And I think another benefit is it just gives a buyer clarity and understanding. What about the process? You know, I think that um, some uh, brokers get concerned or worried or nervous about presenting the um, buyer agency agreement because because the buyer doesn't have the information and you know we've talked a couple times um, we did a podcast with uh, Laura Smith and we were just talking about like this is how you how you get hired like it's just a process it's, right it's how buyers hire you and this is this is the way you hire us and so when we are presenting a system I, I think it gives buyers more confidence that a you know what you're doing and B, that you have a system, this is the beginning of it. And as we move along in the process, you know, to the final success of handing over keys, they feel confident. And I, I honestly think it builds trust. Yes. And I think even even those guys that uh, you referred, even like let's say it was your friend said, hey, my friend uh, is looking at buying this house, is going to go to these open houses this weekend. They're like in a rush, right? Yes. <clears throat> They're almost always in a rush because it's exciting but they rarely buy that first house. So yeah, go to the open house. Let's, let's just set up our meeting time. Let's, let's do whatever we're going to do to educate you about the process. And usually by the time we've had our meeting or the open house, they usually don't coincide exactly, but before the offer review date would have been in the last five years, <laughs> and maybe changing, <laughs> but also that's not going to change because uh, things aren't going in two days. So you still have time to like put the process in place. Yeah. Take your time, do it right, and and let them investigate the house. No big deal. And you could even go show them, but still do your process, right? You know, yes. still get the lender involved and, and say, we're not, let's go look at this house just to get you an idea of what you feel. But then after that, as soon as we take that off the list, we're going to do the real process and we're going to do an education day 
right? We're, we're still going to do the 10 step process. We're still going to go, and it may take a couple weeks before you're really ready. Right. But they respect that at, at the end of the day. Yeah. After the initial rush goes away, they understand that we're, we're working in their best interest by making them go through the process. Well, it's been my experience in, I mean, this is just some real estate. This isn't anything is we've got to slow down in order to go fast. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, with, with so many moving parts and negotiating a contract and, and engaging in this world of real estate, if we're flying by the seat of our pants and we're just trying to jump through hoops and letting the buyer run the process and we don't have our process, our, our percentage of success drastically decreases. Yeah. I have yeah. the highest level of success. And this is, you know, you say this to the buyer, say, if you're willing to invest this time with us up front, it's going to save us time on the end. And also it's going to give us a higher level of success, which is, which is what I'm, I'm pretty sure is what you're trying to get to. Yeah. And every single time that we go back and look at like a buyer that didn't work out, you know, we kind of look back and say, okay, well, what happened? We skipped a step in the process. Yeah. Exactly. And we did. They didn't. We did because we let them skip step in the process. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. You and and I think you bring up a great point, Cassie. And I think this is something that I want our listeners to hear: is that buyers don't have a process. They, no. they don't know what they're doing. And, and in fact, I can even take myself as an example. I mean, and 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 you as well. I mean, I've purchased homes. I've gone through this. I coach this. I teach this. But when I am actually the buyer or I am the seller, I'm in a different mindset and I want to be treated as if I don't know anything because you know what? I don't know it all. Yeah. And yeah. I am going to miss the steps and I do need that professional to walk me through every step of the way. Yeah. And I think it helps, um, especially the newer buyer, buyer agents to slow down and take yep. a breath and be like, okay, this is a new client. Let's take them through the process. And your step may be three steps. You know, it could be eight like ours. It could be 10, but just have the system. And that's where we can then talk about how you can introduce the buyer agency agreement without, with total confidence. Like this is part of your system. So, so here's, here's the question, right? And this is where uh, there's a lot of different opinions. When do you, when do you bring up the buyer's agency agreement? And, and um, uh, I know, I know we coach in Ninja, but I'd love to hear kind of what you guys do. Yeah. So um, our step one of our process is called intake, and that's where we meet with them. It used to be in person. Now we actually do it on Zoom, which we find is more convenient because sometimes it's hard to get, you know, two buyers together in the same room at the same time with, right. you know, kids and meetings and all that kind of stuff. So that's actually turned out to be more successful for us. And that's where we do what we call intake. So we, you know, the first question is, you know, what is, you know, brought you here to us today? And um, we ask all kinds of questions, you know, neighborhood, size, budget, uh, pets, you know, kids, all the things that you want to know, you know, what does their dream house look like, all that kind of stuff. And then um, we spend a large portion on that. Mm -hmm. Then what we do is we say, okay, so here's, you know, where we go next. We have an eight-step program. We're just going to start the first three steps. That's where we're focusing. We don't want to overwhelm you. So the first step after we're speaking is, Um, speaking with a lender. So that's step number two and getting approved. Once you have loan approval, then we give them the carrot, which is education day. Mm -hmm. So um, we are really strong about saying, we're not going to take you out and look at houses until you have loan approval. But what we also do is like to schedule that education day during the intake so that things don't get pushed. Because when they do, like if we don't schedule education day on intake day, things get pushed. Right. And, you know, and then we're kind of like weeks and months down the road as opposed to like, okay, we have a countdown in two weeks, you need loan approval. And it really pushes them to go further. At the end of that meeting, what we do is we talk about the buyer agency agreement. We say, this is um, the contract that we use to officially hire us. We're going to send you a copy in your buyer packet, which is 
you know, what we do after the intake meeting. Mm -hmm. And then what we explain to them is that we are going to do education day together. And that's where we do kind of a two to three hour tour of various properties. At the end of that um, education day, we're going to ask you to sign the buyer agency agreement. So this gives us a chance to make sure it's a good fit for both of us. Right. And if it's a good fit, then we'll have you sign the buyer agency agreement and we'll continue into the process until we, you know, hand over keys. Well, you know what I love about that, too, and what I'm hearing is that so many times we uh, end up psychologically groveling for business. Yeah. As opposed to saying, hey, guess what? You're interviewing me. Guess what? I'm also interviewing you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm working with a buyer who is motivated, who is dedicated to getting this done, and it's going to work with me. And I want you to feel comfortable in my ability to represent you. And collectively, together, uh, we'll have success. And so I, I love that concept of doing that. And one of the things that, Jeremy, you brought this up, because I, I said you guys use a cover letter, and you said, no, we don't. And you even went on to say, I think sometimes we over-explain it. Kind of talk to me about that, because I think that's a big, that's a big thing, because we have a lot of people that well, I've got to talk about all this and tell them all about it. And you guys have a much more simple approach to it. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think you just, you have to know the form. You have to know what you're asking somebody to sign, you know, know it backwards and forwards and be able to talk about it. But, but the reality is it's not a complicated form, right? Yeah, right. So you don't, you don't need to over inundate them with, with words that they're not going to read or most likely not going to read anyway. Mm -hmm. You just need to be able to talk about it and answer their questions. And usually the questions are really simple like it's about well what if what if um what the most common one would be like what if the uh seller isn't isn't offering a commission or, or what if they're not you know if people are really if some people are really savvy and they're like our standard would be just to put the three percent buyer agency agreement but if they know they're in the two million dollar range or more they they are looking at that and there's well this one says two and a half or you know what if what if we find a house that's two and a half? What do we do with that? Right. And often we'll like, oh, that was just an oversight on our part. We know your budget. Most commissions in that price range are this. We'll just adjust it on the form. Um, right. It's that simple. Yeah. And often, like when they're talking specifically, as we talked about with commissions, is that we will always show a house regardless of the commission. That's our duty as yes. a real estate agent to do that. Um, and then we explain that, you know, it's possible something may come up at two or one percent, but we've never sold a house. We, you know, we've, we've never actually helped um, a buyer buy our house because there's a lot of other issues that come up besides the discounted commission. Well, I think you made a good point. If, if there's there's somebody who's not offering any form of a, of a buyer's commission, it means that there's there's somebody who's looking to get a deal and they're focused more on. Uh, the price or, or getting a deal versus the quality. And we see this all the time. And so if they're not willing to pay this, what else are they not willing to put yeah. uh, money into to bring condition up or to do certain things, right? And so you typically have a home that's going to be lower on the list in terms of the importance to that buyer. And a buyer is going to go, right? Because let's face it, if you've got a phenomenal listing agent that's doing their job and running their process and, and doing their business, they're going to have a, they're going to have a great product. They're going to have great negotiation skills, and they're going to be compensating fairly. You know, another thing that um, comes up often for us is um, people will say, "Well, I've never been asked to sign this before," or "When I worked with my agent in California, they didn't have me sign this," or "Other agents haven't asked me to sign this." So first, we're like, "Ding, ding, ding, red flag!" Other agents, how many have you been working with? So that you know, it, it starts that yeah. conversation, right? Of like, okay, well, tell us more about that. The other thing that we say to them is say, yes, we understand. This is how we work. It is really hard to get, it is 
well, not hard. It is easy to get stretched very thin if we're working with a lot of buyers that aren't serious and dedicated and committed to working with us. Yes. So what we, our business model is we work with buyers that are committed to us so that we can 100% commit to them. Yeah, I love that. It's, you know, I'm committed to work with people who are committed and that's how we run our business. Uh, and this business is based on contracts and this is the contract that we have for you to hire us. Yeah. And, and, and so honestly, when right? someone doesn't want to sign it, it's because they're working with other agents. It helps us weed out buyers that are, you know, just wanting to see a property um, or they're shopping agents or whatever that might be. Yep. Exactly. Well, and, and I think too, and I think, uh, I think Jeremy, you said this too, is that, um, you know, you'll find that these are the people you didn't want to work with to begin with. Yeah. It's the ultimate qualifier, right? Like yeah. if, if, if they, if they pause, doesn't mean we're not going to work with you. It just means I'm going to have my spidey senses up and I'm going to be watching everything. And I'm, I may, I'm probably not going to be as, as an agent, I'm not going to be on your side as much as I might be for somebody who's signed it and is committed, right? Exactly. But, but that doesn't mean I, ha I can't work with you, uh, although right. it tends to be that I don't, to be honest yeah. with you, within a couple of days, it, it weeds itself out. Yeah. Um, and, and there's usually a, a strong pull one way or the other. Either they're like, they were just hesitant for a couple of days and then now they're comfortable with it and now they sign it, or it becomes, yeah, we're not gonna work together. Thanks, thanks for your time and uh, right. good luck with your search. Yeah. Right. And, and and I think that, and the key is, then it allows you to go focus on those people that are going to commit to you and put your time, yeah. energy, and effort into those people and be in an abundance place as opposed to a scarcity place. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, the here's the deal. This is the thing that we believe very passionately about. If you're going to use the form, you need to use it 100% of the time. Yes. It used to be that we used it, you know, back in like, you know, the early 2000s, we would use it when we found that a buyer, we were nervous that a buyer just wasn't serious. And it was like, okay, let's have them sign this so that we can make sure that, you know, they're committed to us. Right. And usually they wouldn't sign it because they weren't committed to us, right? Committed you, yeah. And also we hadn't perfected our system. Our system. We hadn't yeah. perfected our, our verbiage around it. We weren't comfortable with the form. So right. it, it that all plays into how a buyer is going to feel about signing it. Yep. But in today's day of age, you know, if if we are having some buyers use it and sign it and some not, where are we at on an equity lens that, you know, what if some of those buyers are people of color? What if some of those buyers are, um, you know, a specific religion? Like, I think we have to really look at, you know, in this day and age with fair housing and our real yes. estate industry and really trying to streamline and give the same service to every single buyer, regardless of race or sexual orientation or anything. Exactly. We need to treat every single one the same. So I'm a firm believer that either you use it 100% or don't use it. Right. But I believe that you really should use it 100%. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, and, and it's it's like anything else. It raises the level of professionalism. Uh, everybody has clear expectations of what we're doing and where we're going. It's a contract that we know that we can rely upon when things go sideways. And by the way, you know, I mean, this business, there's never a transaction that is the same. There's never a client that is the same. And yeah. so what, what is consistent is the process the real estate agent chooses to use. And I love the fact that, you know, I mean, this is kind of dovetailing into everything, but, you know, you have a, you use the buyer's agency agreement, but you have a process that you can explain to me, that you can walk me through and you know where these steps are and where they happen and you do it the same way every time. And, you know, and I got to believe that's what gives you that level of consistent business and consistent referral business going back to that. Because if I sign that and I'm your buyer and we had a great transaction, I'm going to tell so many people about it. Um, and you're setting a new standard. Yeah. And I think that if 
we're all setting a new standard, like, you know, if there's only a few agents out there that aren't using the buyer agency agreement and you have a wishy-washy buyer who just kind of wants to take advantage of them, that's where they're going to go. And then those people that aren't using the agreement are going to have more people trying to take advantage of their services and their professionalism. Right. If we all use it, then we don't have a problem. You know, it's always, it always Mm -hmm. kind of blows my mind. Well, it doesn't, I guess it's it's normal, but when we talk to people and they say, oh my gosh, I had a client and they, I couldn't believe it on our first call. They were so difficult. And I said, yeah. And why didn't you just stop there? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because if they're going to be that way and they're not going to follow and follow your process and go along the way at the very beginning, what makes you think you're going to change them as you work through that process? And why would you, why would you put energy and time into that? And most people do because scarcity, because they feel, oh my gosh, well, I got to get this one. And, and, you know, I, I'm a true believer. You don't, you don't have to work with everyone. You need to work with the people that you feel a good fit with that you're going to have success. Right. I and mean, that's key is, is recognizing when you should walk away. Yes. And you yes. You don't need to work with everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why we wait for the, the buyer agency agreement to be signed after education day. Cause like you can have a really great intake and then you meet them in person and let's say they're two buyers and they are on complete opposite ends of preferences and there's no marriage counselor in the world that's going to be able to bring them together. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you're just like, you know, we're not a good fit for you. Like, yeah. this is, you know, we're, we're sorry, but we just don't think we're a good fit for you. We, and, you, have, you, have, you have challenges that we're not qualified to fix. Yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> often end in divorce. <laughs> yeah. You have some challenges that I'm not qualified to fix. So yeah. uh, anyways, but, you know, but that's, that's a great point. I think that, you know, when, when you talk about that, about uh, understanding that, you know, hey, maybe, you know, we, we have seen how we work and now we're ready to move to the next step. The other thing that like a ninja, we coach this and, and you guys, I'd love to hear your, your input on this, but we also coach this and how we don't do it at the beginning because we have to build some rapport and some trust first, right? Before we're, at, before we're saying, hey, let's commit to each other. Because at the very beginning, if we say, oh, by the way, here's a contract you need to sign, it just feels really salesy and it all, and it feels, guess what? All about me, yeah. not a lot about you, right? It's but I do think, Michael, I do think you have to introduce it mm-hmm. yep. on the first day. Otherwise it feels like, oh, you're trying to slip this in. Uh, yes. It makes people feel uncomfortable too. So, so we just really briefly... Like it's in the packet. Here it is. We'll talk about it later. Read through it when you get a chance. We'll really, uh, on education day, we'll talk and go through your questions. And that sort of diffuses the anxiety about it. Right. And I think I, there's, I'm forget who I talked to. They said that same type of thing, what you do, they introduce it and they make it there and they say, you know, it's, it doesn't need it. It's not going to be signed today. We're going to do an education day or we're going to do this thing that we're going to do. Uh, but then I do only work with buyers who are willing to commit to me. And that's the document that we sign to make that happen. Yeah. So, so it's yeah, clear expectation cool. set. If we're working together, you're signing it. You don't, you're not signing today, but we're going to get to know each other and make sure we're a good fit. Well, and I think if you compare that to a listing process, it's the same process. Same like process. You don't walk into the listing appointment with a listing contract and say, sign here and now we can talk. Yeah, exactly. Well, you build rapport. You offer, you know, do walkthroughs. You give all the suggestions. You talk about vendors, all the things. You do pricing. Like, there's a lot of work you do before you actually sign the listing contract. Right. Well, you know, and, and I'm a true believer, uh, you know, we become creatures of habit. And when things change, we get afraid. And the first thing we want to do is we want to put up a wall and tell you all the reasons why we can't do something. But the people who adopt and shift and change are the le- people who have the longest uh, success. And so I think this is just another learning scenario of saying, hey, guess what? Things are a little bit different. Things are changing. So how do we structure our world and our process and our system to adapt 
to not just benefit ourselves, but also benefit our client. And this is one of those examples. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, if somebody's like nervous about it, like you've got a new buyer broker who's presented it, but is nervous about what they're going to say, you know, say to them, if you review this document, email us them, review this yeah. document, email me any questions you may have. So then they're going to email the questions and you can take some time to respond and feel confident about your response. You can reach out to a mentor. You can reach out to your manager to get the right responses. And once you've done that a couple times, then it just becomes like, you know, sound bites for you. Like it just, you, right. you have the answers right away. Yeah. You, you've, you've practiced it. So now your level of competency, right. Is yeah. up. So your confidence goes up and you're like, I've got this. And, you know, and you bring up a great point because I've seen uh, brand new agents who don't know any different, who already have a high level of confidence that have come into this business. And somebody told them, this is what you do. And they don't know any difference. So th- they don't have any preconceived understanding of how anybody did it before. And they just go, well, and they go, how are you getting that signed 100% of the time? And they just look at you and they say, well, that's what I was told to do. Yeah. Right. Because they had a system. Someone gave them a system and they followed it. This is what I did. I mean, they told me to do it. They just signed it. So last little thing here. My question for you is, um, so you do it 100 percent of the time. What's what's what would you say is the percentage of people just go? No, we're not we're not we're not going to do it or we don't we don't like it. I think for us, it's a little different because we're 100 percent referral. Yeah. And so I you know, if I meet I think when we get challenges, let's say we met someone in an open house. And um, it wasn't based on a referral. Most of the people sign it. I think I've had one in the last, we've had one in the last several years that didn't sign it. Right. Um, we did have someone fire us um, from it, which was really interesting because, you know, <laughs> there are some brokers out there who, you know, believe in like handing over the, the buyer agency agreement and then handing over the letter that fires them at the same time. Right. And you know, I, I'm not, you know me, Michael, I'm pretty cocky when it comes to my yeah. talent. And I'm not going to say, okay, hire me. And then now here, fire me. This is uh, how right. you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, it really um, gives us a chance to, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Well, I think the, the, <laughs> the buyer in question was, uh, Oh yeah, I don't remember there. why why we didn't work well together, but we showed him 15 houses in a matter of two weeks. Uh, it, they were, I think, just didn't have the budget to afford what they really wanted and just wanted to shift gears. Um, at, at the end of the day, they, they said, thank you for your time. This isn't working out the way we thought it would. Uh, we would like to end our agreement and please list the 15 houses that we saw so that we can abide by the agreement and make sure that we don't buy houses already we've been already shown. Right. Of course, they were all sold. Yeah. It didn't matter. Right. But we went through the exercise to make them feel comfortable. Right. There was no... There was no reason not to uh there was we weren't going to get it down of it either way so we just moved on and the nice thing is we didn't get ghosted like yeah. that was the wonderful part about this agreement is that it's very clear if this isn't working out you know you need to um, terminate the agreement in writing and yes it does say list all the properties and we didn't even actually pay attention to that at the time and realize now but um it means that like okay now we can shift focus this buyer is moving on you know We'll figure out why they're moving on, but in the meantime, let's focus on the buyers we do have that are committed. Right. Well, or, or in not and not tracking them down to figure out why why they went dead, right? Yeah. You know, because that happens, right? People change their mind. They go on vacation, forget about you, whatever. But but this way, you know what's going on. It's, it almost forces the conversation, which is again why we use the agency agreement in the first place is to, right. to have those conversations ahead of time. 
Absolutely. And, and I think the last thing I, I just want to, this last thing I want to touch on is, is really uh, important is that it also protects you from the unethical practices, unfortunately, of our industry, of other agents out there who are not ethical, right? And, um, you know, are taking advantage of the lack of knowledge that these buyers might have. And we yeah. see this happen a lot. And so the challenge is, is if you have somebody that does that and you haven't educated your buyer, they don't have an agreement and they go along and an offer is written, I mean, your recourse is very slim to none uh, that you're going to get paid on whatever effort or, pro or, or uh, energy you put into that, that client. Um, and so I think that's another thing to remember. I mean, we have, you know, we have a very low barrier of entry into real estate. We have a lot of agents that I call them, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they've been in the business for 10 years, but they've, they've been a new agent 10 times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Follow me on that. <laughs> And so, you know what, and they just, and, and it's unfortunate. And so let's protect ourselves, just like a listing agent protects themselves with a listing contract. Let's protect ourselves as a buyer's agent with a buyer's contract. And there's a lot of ethical brokers out there that well, end up in these mistakes too, you know, or it could be like new construction that they, they have, you know, your buyers have to register on site. If they didn't list you as their broker, we don't get the commission. Right. You know, some buyers aren't honest and, you know, then they meet someone at open house and, and, you know, they're asked, are you working with a broker? And they're like, no. And then they go off and work with this other person. And, yeah. you know, so it, it, there's so many situations and reasons why this agreement should be used. I really don't have a single reason why it shouldn't be used. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and I think you've hit on a couple of times, Michael, um, clarity and almost implying that because they signed the buyer agency, they know these things. And, and I just want to really reiterate that it's because you've told as a, as as their agent, as the agent that's asked them to sign this, you've told them everything. They right. don't know anything. Assume they know nothing. Yes, assume they know nothing. And Even if they've bought 10 houses, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean you have to inundate them with useless information, but you got to hit the key points. You get, yeah, you've got to say, hey, uh, I know you did this you know, four years ago, uh, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to revisit some of the things. And also, too, things change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. consistently things change, and we're not we're not fully aware of them. So, um, any, any last little things you want to share? Uh, I, I think we covered all the really great stuff about it. Um, anything you guys, any, any last little thoughts? I mean, just reiterating the easiest way to introduce it, introduce the buyer agency agreement is with a system. Yep. So figure out what your system is and, and go from there. And it's part of your checklist and it just becomes second nature. And so you're able to walk in with confidence because this is how you work. Right. This is this is this is how you work. This is your system. This is going to build the confidence and trust with your buyers. Well, and I will say kudos to both of you. I mean, I know I know I reference your website all the time, um, but um, you guys have your process listed out there pretty in detail. You have your buyer book. You have your, I love your buyer brainstorm piece. That's awesome, by the way. Thank that's you. Really great. Uh, I love that, too. Um, but you can tell that's the other thing, too, is I can tell very quickly by going to your site that you do have a process. You've thought yeah. it out. Uh, it's been methodically thought out and, and then documented. So uh, well done. Um, but uh, my point is for listeners, if you're curious, well, what's a process? Well, you can go look at uh, Jeremy and Cassie's website. They've got a great process. Uh, by the way, just read Appendix E and Appendix A in the uh, in the Ninja Selling Book. There's a process listed out there, too. In fact, yeah. we've been in the buyer process where to talk about the buyer's agency agreement. Yeah. And we 
verbiage around it. It's in the book. So um, there's all kinds of information out there. The question is, are you going to commit yourself to, to raising your level of, of business to that level of professionalism? And it's going to protect you and it's going to put the buyer in a better position as well. Yeah. yeah. And our website is johnsonandwalker.com and is spelled out and go there. Just, you know, feel free to, to check it out and you can always email us if you have questions. We're happy to help, you know, raise the industry for everyone. Um, hopefully you'll, you'll make it your own, right? Yeah, uh, are exactly. certainly welcome to copy everything we've done, but if, it, if you're not, if it doesn't uh, speak to you, you're not going to do well. So, so well, I will tell you a funny story. I did have somebody one time come up to me and they say, hey, we have a new buyer's book. And they showed it to me. And I said, oh, that's not your buyer's book. That's that's <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Who is it? Which is totally fine. Uh, I, no, no names. But my point was, is that I said, hey, you know, I love the fact that you, you know, you compl compliment, you know, uh, replicating is complimenting. But um, I said, you know, you might want to make it a little bit, you know, not uh, just exactly the same way. Did they at least change the names? <laughs> they changed the names. Yes, they did change the names. Um, but I will put I will put your contact information in the show notes as well in case people want to reach out to you. Uh, what's right. the best email address uh, for the people to reach you? Uh, team at johnsonandwalker.com. Okay, team at johnsonandwalker.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And uh, hey, I want to thank you guys for taking the time today. I know you're really busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but this has been educational for me, number one, number two, for our listeners as well. And it's something that I think people should take seriously. And uh, if you're not sure about how to do this, you know, maybe reach out to Jeremy and to Cassie and uh, get some advice or go to your office, like you said, Cassie, and talk to your broker, talk to a mentor, somebody who's doing it already. I know there's a lot of other agents out there that have been doing things similar to what you all have been doing. And so there's, there's resources. Yeah. All Thank right. Thank you so much. It was nice to chat with you. It was nice chatting with you. Thank you so much. And uh, like I say to all of our listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what we're doing, uh, please pass it along. Give us a rating. Let us know. And also, if there's new topics you'd like us to cover, just email me, fanning at windermere.com, and let me know if there's new things we can do. And we always end these by saying, be awesome, help somebody. And thank you to the two of you. Bye. Bye. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.